You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted pigeon radio show in the world. Hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Ponty. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia here from our home studios in Melbourne, Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au And we've got a very exciting show and thank God that we're at Southern FM because we're still on air. Southern FM is broadcasting during these restrictions and we can go in and do our programs and all that sort of stuff so that's a good thing for southern fm and tonight we're going to talk about these restrictions and pigeon racing so stay tuned for the show and we've got bob stuckel coming on from the vha to talk about the one hundred thousand dollar race for the vha so stay tuned to pigeon radio australia here on 88.3 southern fm the sounds of the bayside We're going to have uh, Mr. McPherson on later on in the show, but right now we've split the bananas. They're split. So here's the bananas split. And it's hello to Mr. Tony Barbara. Hello, Tony. Uh, Good day to Pink Panther. Good day to everybody around the world. Yes, Tony. How are you, mate? And how's your birds going? Oh, not bad. The birds are going all right. But Hmm. at at the moment, uh, I'm in prison. You're in prison? What do you mean you're in prison? Lockdown. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. (laughs) 
Anyway, we've got to introduce this character right now because he's had a hard day too. So let's introduce him. And now, introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia's know-it-all spy correspondent, Charlie Gretsch. Hello, Mr. Gretsch. How are you, mate? Well, well, I can't say same as yesterday anymore. You can't say same as yesterday? Nah, definitely not. Still um, in big recovery, mate. So what's happened, mate? You've had a hard day today, haven't you? Yeah, well, I had back surgery and um, I've been back. Back, there you go. How's that, eh? Back mm. surgery and I've been back to the hospital. Just got back not long, not long ago, so I'm laying in my bed. Hmm. Relaxing and um, but I'm still around. Now, Charlie, thank God we're at eighty-eight point three Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, because Southern FM is open and you can go in, you can do your programs. Uh, it's just running as normal. Our old radio stations have all closed down, so we're good that we're at Southern FM because we're still going ahead with with our program. So that's a good thing. Yes, we're uh, very privileged. Yes, we're lucky to be there. Now. Charlie, all this discussion, we're going to have a big discussion about these uh, restrictions and what it's doing to pigeon racing. Um, In a minute, I've got all the federations will be present on the line. But before we do that, we're going to do our media check for the week. The Worldwide... Pigeon Radio Australia, Pigeon Media, Weekly Check. Yes, the Worldwide Pigeon Media Weekly Check. Now, this week, I'm not going to do a Worldwide Media Check, but I'm going to do a media check on the video that Charlie Gretsch has produced for the COVID uh, restrictions. Let's have a listen to this before we talk to Charlie. This video is to set a COVID safe schedule for all pigeon fanciers to follow in the training and racing procedures during COVID times. Training. Training racing pigeons is very important for the birds to keep the homing ability active and also keeps them healthy in exercise. As most of our fanciers are older male and female, it is very important for their mental health to be able to continue in their daily routine with their birds. As you can see, birds are excited and know when it's time to be taken out for exercise. Only the owner of the birds will travel to the location where birds are let go for their routine exercise, which takes place two to three times a week. These training distances are between 20 to 100 kilometres. When arriving at your destination, please be aware of your surroundings and are at least a safe distance away from anyone else at the location. Basketing day, sending birds to a race. On arriving at the clubhouse, before entering, you must have your mask on. Sanitise hands. Fill in the arrival sheet provided with your name and time. When entering with your birds, you must sit basket on table provided and stay with your birds till further notice. Keep a safe distance at least 1.5 metres from anyone. You will then take out your birds and scan them to the scanner which will be located on the table in front of you. There will be a marshal on the other side of the clear safety screen checking the information is correct while birds are being scanned. Once bird has been scanned, you will then place bird into the race unit. 
Once completed entering your birds, you are to take basket away and have left the area so the next person can proceed in the same way. And that was uh, uh, the audio of the video that Charlie Gritch produced. Uh, Charlie, uh, you want to have a comment on the video? Now, um, I think pretty much people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. But uh, you've done a very good job there, I reckon. Um, I think the biggest issue we have is when making that video, it was made in case there was a major breakout again, which now it has. By having it out there, it's a chance for people that don't have pigeons or do have pigeons that show to somebody else that do not raise pigeons can actually see how COVID safe um, the pigeon people will be, especially with the important part of it being the training side of things. And I think at this stage, uh, we all know that we all want to keep training our birds. Uh, the more people that actually see how we train our pigeons um, and get it out to everybody, the better it is from, for, for everyone. So, um Yes, I've had very, very, very good um, response from a lot of a lot of people. Um, obviously, when it goes out, it gets shared and stuff. And the amount of phone calls I've had from interstate, it's even gone overseas now. You know, just for pigeon racing and now COVID situation, where unfortunately with pigeon racing we're not horse racing, we're not greyhound racing, but um, you know we still got birds that we need to keep fit when we do try and. You know, race them, so there is a schedule to keep up with these birds. And by showing everybody um, how we do things in, in a very safe way, especially, especially in COVID times. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, well, now we're in this lockdown situation and we're once again stuck because we can't train our birds and we can't race our birds either. So, yeah. No. It's it's a, it's a bad situation at the moment, but we're going to try and make a little bit of noise to see if we can... Rock the boat to see if we can do some racing and um, training. At least training. If we could train them, that'd be a good thing, you know. Oh, that's the biggest part of the um, the whole thing, you know. Uh, we'll discuss this further, but right now we're going to yes. bra- we'll, we'll break for a song and get a, get the rest of the guys on online. Um, so we'll break for a song. And what I want to do is uh, I want to introduce this song here. Now this song here is by Amber Lawrence, who's a country singer. Catherine Britt, who's another country singer, and Lisa Edwards. Lisa Edwards was the backing singer for John Farnham. Um, And this was mixed and edited by our music director at Southern FM 88.3 Southern FM, Mr. Peter Tolich, and we've become very good friends, me and Peter. And he's got a program on Thursday morning, and it's called The Music Director, a Jenna and Retro Free Zone Featuring new release music from Australia and worldwide. Presented by Southern FM's music director, DJ Peter Tolich. Well, he's mixed this one together. Let's have a listen to this. I Am Woman, sung by Amber Lawrence, Catherine Britt and Lisa Edwards. And these are three different songs all put together by DJ Peter Tolich. Let's have a listen.
pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor This is 88.3 Southern FM The Sounds of the Bayside how often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat and before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. 7.5? 
Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash foodsafetytraining. Food safety, it's in your hands. Hi, I'm Caroline. I grew up in foster care because of abuse and neglect earlier in my life. Now I'm studying a double degree and working in my field. People in foster care often face stigma about being in care, a life they didn't choose to live. Stop the stigma. Don't punish us by treating us differently for something that we didn't choose. Help snap that stigma. Head to create.org.au forward slash snap that stigma. Brought to you by Create Foundation, the peak body for children and young people in out-of-home care. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Join Molly and Fluro for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturday from 4 till 5pm. We'll have interviews with gardening experts plus gardening tips and fresh produce recipes. We will also talk about what's happening in your beautiful Bayside garden, what's blooming now and what to do in your garden now. Then stay tuned for the after show where we'll be keeping you entertained with special guests, fun and games and of course more great music. Do you know you can listen to Southern FM through your smartphone? Just download the free TuneIn app and search for Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne, Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and the website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and you can catch us on Facebook. Now listen, we've got a, a group on Facebook called The Racing Pigeon which has over 22,000 members now. So go and check it out on uh, Facebook, the Racing Pigeon Group. Also, uh, we have the Racing Pigeon Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia on Facebook as well. So go and check it out. Um, Right now, we're going to talk about the uh, COVID safe practices and uh, what's going on with this lockdown and pigeon racing in Melbourne and in Victoria in Australia. We're the only city in the whole world that couldn't race their pigeons last, last season. Everybody else raced in the entire world. Even those countries that had big, large outbreaks raced their pigeons, trained, trained their pigeons. The only place in the world where we couldn't race or train our pigeons was Melbourne, Australia, because of these restrictions. Now, on the line, we have representation from all federations in Melbourne. Uh, We've got from the WPF Secretary of the Western Pigeon Federation, Mr Michael Portelli. We have also from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, the Vice President, John Judd. 
we have from the Victorian Homing Association, the Secretary, Mr Steve Brown. We have from the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation, the Race Secretary, Mr Gary Gillard. And... Uh, we have from the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union representation from Mr. Charlie Gritch. G'day, Ivan, and everybody. Yeah, hello, Gary. How are you? And um, not bad, not bad. That's good, mate. And uh, yeah, now um, let's start off with uh, Michael Portelli first up. Now, Michael, um, we had we were in the middle of a sprint series, which we managed to get one race off to to a good start, and then these restrictions come in. Now, we had to cancel the, the sprint series, and I don't think the sprint series will be able to go ahead, will it? Oh, it's a little bit difficult at the moment, Ivan. I mean, um, they're talking about uh, a seven-day lockdown. I can't see that happening the way it's going. It looks like I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it rolls on for a good month or so, um, looking at the situation that we've got. So I can't really see that uh, going ahead at this stage myself. Yeah, now... Um Unfortunately, uh, the situation is what it is, but uh, I think our biggest dilemma is not so much the sprint series because we only sort of did that to, um, you know, get our two-year-olds going and whatnot. I mean, if we if we lose out on the sprint series, it's not the end of the world. My biggest fear is probably uh, this lockdown going a bit too long or longer than we really want it to, and it's definitely going to impact our old bird season as well. So... I think we really need to um, start looking at um, the situation for what it is and maybe uh, looking how we can get into starting racing as soon as lockdown sort of finishes, look at some ideas of maybe, um, you know, getting started sooner rather than later. Um, Because unfortunately for every sort of... We have a four-week lockdown for argument's sake. Uh, You've got a situation where people need to train their birds, so... Technically, people are going to want to tra- train their pigeons for three or four weeks, which technically gives you an eight-week uh, an eight-week um, period where you won't be racing pigeons. And unfortunately, we don't have too many eight-week periods that we can afford to lo- uh, afford not to race pigeons. Otherwise, that like the end of the season will be on us in no time. So I think we, you know. We really need to start thinking about things now and uh, looking at ways of, um, you know, we, we really need some form of a letter um, now, basically, from some sort of authority figure that can give us, you know, the, 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 uh, a letter that sort of states that we can go out and toss pigeons, you know, um, and that the police are going to recognise because, unfortunately, without being able to train them, um, it's sort of jeopardising the start of everything as well. Um, like I say, for every week you're locked down, you sort of, you know, people want to get back and train pigeons again, which um, eats up more time than into your race season. So um, if we can't get that letter, we've probably got to look at other things as far as, you know, how we can get started racing, like I say, sooner rather than later. I've been thinking of a few, few ideas myself, but they're just um, ideas I've come up with for myself um, got to obviously talk to our board and that, but I think we really, really need to um, look at the big picture and uh, start thinking about things that we can do to get some sort of race season in now because um, if we don't get a race season again this year, I think it's going to be pretty de- detrimental to the pigeon sport. No, it's, it's going to destroy us. You know, it's going to destroy us. And um, 
we, we, we really need to get a race season in and uh, we need, I think that we need to, to jump hurdles for the start, like at least to get the birds that we can train our pigeons, at least that we can get that. Because when you train pigeons, Michael, as you know, you don't have to have contact with anyone. You put the pigeons in your car, you take them to the toss point, you let them go, get back in your car and come home. You haven't got no contact with anyone whatsoever. Yeah, I know that, Ivan, it's all right to say that, but the situation is unless we can get, um, like I say, a a letter um, signed by somebody in authority who who, you know, where a policeman can pull you over and look at that letter and say, yes, all right, you've got the authority to do that and let you go. You know, you, you if you don't have that, you risk the $1,600 fine that they're handing out and um, most of the guys, I'm sure, that are out there patrolling those sort of things are given, given the, um, uh, given, are told, you know, there's five reasons they can be out there and these are the five and if you don't, you know, if you're if t- training pigeons isn't in them, in those five, then you're you're going to be in trouble. You know, so we really knew, need to have some letter, some form of a letter that is signed by um, an authority figure that they're going to recognise and say, okay, you you're exempt. You can do you can go and train your pigeons. Yeah, um, and, we need, and, we, and we need it now. <laughs> yeah, we need it now. We, we need, really it. need it now. We actually needed it yesterday. But anyway, Charlie Gretsch organised the letter last year. Charlie Gretsch, what have you got going on in the works, mate? Uh, um, yeah, there was one letter circulated last year, which um, obviously did the job for a long while until it got really bad. But unfortunately, um, pictured people are their own worst enemies, and. Um, yeah, when people start ringing people up who they shouldn't be ringing, ministers, and telling what they can and what they can't do, well, then it um, they will no longer help you ever again because they thought they did the right thing and um, they got abused. <laughs> so um, there you go. So now we have to suffer and um, let the right people do their job and uh, hopefully something comes good for pigeon racing and um, we can train our pigeons in the long, you know, long term. So anyway... Yeah. Um, now um, we'll we'll go over to Steve Brown from the VHA. What's your What's your take on it, Steve? Well, um, Ivan, I'm aware that that um, the the champ, the, the Victorian Racing Pigeon Board, which is obviously uh, all the Melbourne Feds and all the country uh, clubs and Feds in regional Victoria, um, he's he's actually sent an email today to Martin Petrilla's office. Um, explaining what we require and what it takes to train pigeons and race pigeons. Um, and he's followed it up with a phone call. Um, obviously, Martin Pakula is pretty busy, but um, he was put <laughs> on to a lady uh, by the name of Rod Spencer, who's the uh, Minister for Community Sport. So uh, that was today. And um, hopefully, a contact like that... Uh, leads down the track to um, a, a meeting, a face-to-face meeting between possibly um, you know, the, uh, Colin Walker and, um, and and someone else from the pigeon board and the, and the minister. Uh, was it a, was it a, a positive response? Did they get a, or an invite? Well, the, yeah. Look, they've just acknowledged that they've received the um, the request, and it was a pretty well worded um, email. Um, some of you guys have probably already seen it, but um, yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's a step in the right direction. It's trying to show 
today that um, we're miles ahead of where we were at this stage last year. Yeah, Gary Gillard, what's the Greater Melbourne? What, what's your what's what's the take on the Greater Melbourne? <laughs> well, it's a little bit harder at the moment because you know um, we're still waiting to see what's going on with the uh, the new board that was put together and see you know how far they get with everything. Um, the biggest problem is, you know, and, and look, I have to agree with what Michael said, you know, the, uh, the the problem is if we can't train our pigeons, it does make it fairly hard. Um, if we can get, you know, some type of um, letter or, or some type of agreement between the board and, uh, and the government to at least, you know, let us train our pigeons then the, you know, most of the battle is sort of over because when the, the covert lockdown you know, ceases, the federations can then do something and, and act accordingly to whatever the, the current situation is because everyone would have been you know, doing a little bit of training for their birds. So until we know a little bit more about what's going on, we're just really sitting in there and... Uh, and just waiting to see what's going to transpire out of it all. Mm. Yeah. Um, John Judd, what's the VPO doing in this situation? I think we're just uh, waiting, just like everybody else. I haven't seen – we're just hoping it's going to blow over in a couple of weeks, and if it does, then we can go out and train our birds. So, but like what Michael was saying, if we do get uh, held back in one way or another uh, – Probably a good option will be if we can't race too far, we might have to shorten the, the race distances. Instead of going 150, 200k, we might go you know, 60, 70, 80k's just to get all birds up and going. If people can't toss the birds, sort of thing, mm-hmm. once we start racing. So, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of option like that. Mm-hmm. Or a, short, a shorter start to the year, because they have a longer start to the year when we get started. If people haven't had the opportunity to get their birds going, I'll probably try to offer the flies a much shorter distance to uh, race their birds to get them going, sort of thing. I don't, I don't know if you, sorry, John, to cut in. Um, like for me, the ideas I was sort of thinking a little bit about. We've got a lot of people this year carrying a lot of two-year-old pigeons, so uh, I know not. I know some people are going to say, "Oh, but I'm not," and all the rest of it, but. The majority of us do, are carrying a lot of two-year-old pigeons because of last year. Now, um, if this lockdown sort of took us into the start of racing, what what this is only an idea, you know, thrown around for myself. I, I would sort of look at it and maybe say, well, okay, have have four races from the same race point to start with, um, where you went to maybe 160k for argument's sake. It's not that short, regard regardless. So I mean, 60k's is probably a little bit too short. Yeah. Um, but say at 160k's for the first two, if you had four races from the same place, you could sit, for the first two weeks you could send your two-year-olds. Two-year-olds should <clears throat> have no problems at 100. I'd have no problem sending mine off the roof at 160k's. I think we sent quite a few guys sent even to our sprint series first race was at 120k's. A lot of guys sent birds straight off the roof and had no problems getting them back because they sent two-year-old pigeons. But by doing that, if you were to send for the first two weeks, you give them two, for argument's sake, you give them two weeks to train their pigeons, okay? Um, Everybody two weeks to train their pigeons at the start of the season. For the next, uh, for the first four weeks, you have four races at 160 Ks. 
for the first two weeks, you could send your two-year-olds. That ultimately gives you four weeks then to play with your youngsters and get them going. Four weeks should be ample time to get, you know, pigeons to race at 160 k's, even yearlings, I, I believe. I sent 15 youngsters up to the first race point that had only had four Greensboro tosses. Um, got 11 of them in pretty good time. I do four, but, you know, they're not all, they're not all um, champions either. Um, you know, just little things like that where you can sort of, you know, maybe modify things a little bit to get started because my my belief is that the sooner you get started, the more racing you can get uh, get in. You know, like we, we had our sprint series and we a few guys were sort of concerned about flights and, you know, pigeons dropping flights. So we decided to not start on the 1st of May and went to the 15th of May. Ultimately, it hurt us because had we started on the 1st of May like we were going to, we got three out of five races in. Uh, we managed to get one. And, yes, I know, look, um, you've got to try to do the right thing by people and, and by the birds and, and, and everything like that. But you've also got to look at the situation from it for, for what it is. Um, for every week that we don't race, like if you were to, if you were to have a four-week lockdown and then a four, week, four weeks to train your pigeons, that gives you another four weeks of something to go wrong and, and put you back to square one in no time again. So... Michael. Michael, with your with your truck, how it was totally full. How many birds would you cater on that truck? Roughly, totally full. Oh. Roughly, five thousand, five and a half. Look, we would on the truck. I think they get around about with the sleeper on it, around about twenty units on it. Um, twenty units at uh, if you had to have, we have about thirty five birds in the in a tier. Eight times thirty-five. What's that? Three out of twenty-four. Two hundred and eighty pigeons. Two hundred and eighty pigeons per unit uh, for twenty odd units. Work that out. Um, that's how many. Two thousand eight hundred. Two thousand about five thousand six hundred. But that's that's yeah. probably you know that'd be really cheap. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a, a, another good option too to uh, for those uh, early races to raise the limit and try fill up the truck as many as you can with birds that can that could go as well. So the problem the problem with that um, the problem with that John is that um, because of COVID we've got restrictions obviously with the number of people that can be in the rooms. Um, the more birds you have, obviously the process the longer you're there the, and, and sort of be there probably two or three o'clock in the morning. At the same time, the birds have to get to the right point and all the rest of it, so it can work against you as well. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and, and the more birds you get, if you have a lot of birds on the truck, you know, more birds than you should have on the truck and you do have a bad race, well, they could be detrimental to your race season as well with bird numbers, you know. So you probably there's a lot of things to probably look at. Yep. Mm, mm. Um, Gary Gillard, you got any comments on that? Look, no, it's a bit of a hard one, you know what I mean? I know that every federation will try in some way to uh, to race if possible. I mean, that's that's why we're here, you know. The whole idea of us all is to race our pigeons. Um, I'm sure you know, once we know what's going on and things like that, we'll be able to come up with some uh, some other options, you know. But at the moment, unfortunately, we can we can sit here and talk about you know what we can do and what we can't do and all the rest of it, but. At the end of the day, until we we know more what's going on, uh, it's just basically impossible to uh, to come up with an answer at this point in time, Ivan. 
Mm. I was talking to Charlie Gretsch this week, and um, he, he was talking to a few people, even on that Victorian Racing Pigeon board. Um, and uh, there was some mention, Charlie, wasn't that right, that they were telling telling them that we're not a sport, that we're a hobby? Correct. Yep, that's a big, another big um, big issue that, um, you know, here we are trying to make it a sporting <coughs> organisation, and it's going to happen, apparently. So um, they'll make it very hard. Um, for people that already have it as a sporting in states, in, in other states. Um, but um, apparently, no, we're not a sporting. We are more of a hobby. Mm. Um, they used, they used to, to publish the uh, used to publish results in the sports section. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, it's not recognised as a sport. Well, you put them in as a sport. You, know, you put them in the local paper under sporting results. But um, mm. you know what I mean. But really, we're, well, <laughs> it's it's basic. It's basically these government departments that are handling all this stuff is not recognising pigeon racing as a sport, and uh, tells tells them when they get in touch with the minister's office, it's basically a hobby, and go away. <laughs> so yeah. you know we've got to uh, really push. And, and let people know that pigeon racing is a sport, just like greyhound racing, uh, just like horse racing, just like harness racing. Wouldn't you all agree with that one? Of course. Yeah, so but, that, that's the you know, main... It, it, is, it, is, it is, Ivan, but it's, it is, it's, still, it's still very hard to, um, you know, people are still going to, governments are still going to look at it for what they think it is. It's, you know, we, yeah, we, we, we recognise it as a sport and all the rest of it. Um, this is why I think it's going to be very hard for us to get, you know, let, like when everyone else is being, you know, stopped from working and stopped in all sorts of ways, I think it's going to be very, very difficult to get um, authority to be going out around training up pigeons. This is why I believe we're going to have to just sort of, you know, uh, look at other options to get started as soon as possible when we get the chance to start, um, because uh, I think we will. I think we will find it a little bit hard to um, get what we really would like to get, and that's you know, authority to be able to at least train your pigeons. Because if we could at least train our pigeons, um, at least as soon as the lockdown lockdown lifts, you basically start racing straight away. Without Correct. being able to train them, uh, unfortunately, you can't start uh, it's a bit unfair for the birds to just go bang and start, you know, chucking them in races and expecting them to get on without losses. Now, all this is all right that we want to race and train our birds, but also the welfare of the birds is there as well. Uh, birds that don't get tossed, it's not not really good for them. They need that, that no. exercise. Exercising around the roof is not quite adequate. And uh, also, I'm going to be quite blunt here, Michael, and I, and, I, and I reckon you'll agree with me. If we don't race because people have got all these three-year-olds and two-year-olds left over, um, I reckon that a few people are going to dig a few holes and there's going to be a few birds put in it. Oh, look. Um, and that's, that's animal. much about that, Ivan. Well, you know, you've got, you got to be honest and truthful and, and, and you've got to let these people know that it's also animal welfare here as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, I mean, look, personally, I, I don't go down that path myself. Um, but, look, I think I think we will get chance to race this year. Look, it, it, I can't see. They can't lock a country down. Um, are, are stayed down for for too long because you've got too many other things that depend on, you know, people can't be out of work, businesses can't be operating for long periods of time. So 
look, the, the lockdown will lift. Unfortunately, it's going to. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more than seven days, but it will lift. And this is where we've just really got to be ready and and sort of um, ready to sort of get going as soon as possible. Because the longer we hold off, the that we run the risk of you know another little outbreak occurring and then another shutdown, and then you up and down like a yo-yo and, and you just lose too much time and we don't have a lot of time in a race season. So yep. uh, there are those little things we can do. We, we should be probably thinking about them. Um, even like, you know, for we can go five kilometres. You know, my my thoughts is, yeah, all right, train them around the, around the loft for an hour and a half. As soon as they go in, if you've got the opportunity, grab them, take them five kilometres. It's just the idea of, you know, what they have to do. Um, if they've flown the, the loft for an hour and a half, um, you go out for 5K, sure, they're going to be aiming five minutes, but it's still the idea of coming out of a unit, getting their bearings and going home five kilometres. The, 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 the mental um, idea of what they have to do is, is still instilled into them. And pigeons are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty resilient, pretty fit. You know, you, get, you lose a squeak around the loft and the, you see the bugger flying up and, down, up and down all day long trying to find home. So fitness, fitness is... Um, you know, their, 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 their ability to fly for hours is, you know, second to none. Um, so if we can do the little things that, you know, um, keep their mind right, um, physically around the loft, you can fly them for an, if you can get an hour and hour, hour and a half out of them, it's, you know, it's, it's, and then take them five Ks and, and let them go and they're at their home in five minutes. But the, the idea of what they've got to do and the hour and a half they've had around the loft, it also, it also helps, you know, when it comes to, mm. Um, getting the opportunity to race to to make some sort of a difference. Yeah, well, I was talking to one of our members um, today, and he was telling me that um, he goes out like four times a day at five kilometres, right? So he's flying them right. around the roof first, and then he's doing four tosses at five k's. Well, well, it definitely can't. I, in two thousand and three, I we had our ten thousand dollar race. I was only taking my birds twelve kilometres. Out to where again, just single tossing them, letting them go one at a time. Um, they copped a, a ten-hour flyover at the clock and after five o'clock in the afternoon on a pretty horrid day. Only twenty-seven birds got home on the day, and I, and I had five of them, and I wasn't doing a hell of a lot with them other than taking them twelve kilometres and just singling them up every day. So mm. for two weeks. So mm. now look, those, those things do help. Mm. Um, and like I say, if we can if we can get a start, and you know. Um, and modify this maybe race season a little bit at the front end of it to, to get you know to get birds uh, to a reasonable distance and 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 get them home. Um, it, it's a start for us, and then from there you're working on the other birds at the same time. There's no reason why we can't get started, you know, sooner rather than later. As soon as the as soon as the lockdown um, lifts, but um, yeah, look, we we face a bit of a tough time, but. I, th- I think there's little ways around it. We just need a bit of luck on our side. Mm, mm. Um, Steve, Brand, what's your ideas? You got any ideas? Yeah, look, I've, um, Ivan, I've, I've sent all the members in the VHA an email requesting that members not make individual approaches to government seeking permission to toss um, and left it to the One Voice Committee, which, um, which have started the ball rolling today. Um, I, I think it's disruptive if if the, if the government ministers and local ministers are going to get inundated with individuals ringing them up or sending them emails trying to explain pigeon racing. Um, I, I just think, well, it didn't, it didn't really work last year and it's not going to work this year. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've advised all our members not to do that. Um, and, and we, you know, the VHA is just going to leave it up to the, uh, to the, to the state body. Mm. Charlie Gritch, what's your ideas, mate? Um, I, at the moment, I think, um, yeah, that's true what you're saying. Um, you know, you, you try and let, uh, that, that, them people try and do what they can to get it over the line. We just need a little opening. Um, it showed last year that, um, it, there can be an opening, just a matter of um, approaching the right people at the right time. Um, but um, I think we just got to play by ear and um, just be positive. I mean, it's, you can't really do much at this stage um, because we're in a position where it's not, um, you know, we need to do this early, early, early. You know, it seems to happen. Every time something happens, then we act on it. It's always yeah. too late. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, we missed the boat. We've learned You're something right. now that we have to um, just keep moving forward. And hopefully, when it all settles down, that we do keep pushing and get it clear so there is uh, something down the track that if something does happen again, hmm. that we get well, a ticket of approval. I was, I, was so, saying, I was saying this on the radio last year. I said, we really need to do something now so that we're ready if this happens again. Uh, and, and you're right, Charlie. We always miss the boat. We're always too late. We're always doing things... After we're then, supposed to do it, you yeah. Know? But then, then, but then, when you do, like, um, yeah, Mister Brown, you know, you, you you do something early in your piece, um, as I did, and uh, as a few people know, you know, you get criticised, you, you get, um, you know, people don't like what you do. You're doing something for the sport, so it doesn't matter what you do, with with or without permission or whatever, trying to help the pigeon sport. There's always someone there to to knock to knock people. I think the main objective here is if somebody can do something. A pigeon racing, shut your mouth and let them do it. If you can do better, just do it. But don't go standing on anybody's toes that's trying to do the right thing for pigeon racing. Mm. That's all I say. Mm. Um, you, you're going to do if you, you've got you, you're in talks with with a minister at the moment, aren't you? And 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 you get, yes. you, you're trying yes. to you're trying to get us to at least train our pigeons, aren't you? I've got, I've got emails from ministers, so I've got answers, and some of the answers are similar to what. Um, to what um, Randy's got. So, you know, I know I'm not saying much on the radio because, you know, they're in control. Let them, uh, Mr Walker, do what he's got to do. Um, you know, the answers are the same, so at least I know that we're on the right, you know, we're ringing the right people and getting the right answer. Well, we get the wrong answer. Um, uh, but unfortunately, because of this COVID the way it is, they're just handballing it, and I'll just keep mm. handing it to another person yeah, and that's right. ring up the COVID line again, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. you just got to let, uh, let one mop do the homework. Now, um, this is what I want to highlight here, Charlie. Your 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 club, right? You're, so you're in your club, and you've established contact with the minister in your local area. And you haven't just done this now because of the COVID. You were doing this before COVID. Yeah. So what we've done in the club is we've actually got a. Um, as I do, look, I've, I do these videos, right? That's part of my job. Um, as being a, a part-time actor, I suppose you want to call it. But I've done them before, and I know exactly what it's called what it's like. I mean, you know, a lot of people do know that when you go into a job space, you need to do an induction, um, which which means you've got to look at the video and they give you a question sheet, which we've done in our club. It's got five questions on it. We've filled it out. The guys have looked at the video, watched the video, they've answered the questions, they've filled in the sheet, and we've got it as a record. So if something ever happens now, if we get to the stage where we can train our pigeons, 
and we go to the next stage where we're running the Wontaggy races, for instance, and um, you're only allowed to have a couple of people at a time. Well, we've still got the COVID safe plan. It's in place. It's on the video, which has been adopted by our club. It's there for everybody to see. The ministers have seen it. Um, and then that's the next stage. So if they can say, right, you can, you know, you can have racing and it's a 10-bird limit, yeah, only 10 birds, just to be able to race your pigeons, um, so be it. Now, we're trying to make that Victoria-wide because, as I see it, you know, I'm doing something for the whole of pigeon racing, not for our club only. Um, oh. Yeah, there might be a couple of people that I stand you know, on their toes and, you know, they stand on mine, but, you know, you've got to put that aside and we're doing this for pigeon racing. So at the end of the day, I want to race against... A lot of people, not three or four people. We can all, you know, get back to racing our pigeons. I mean, we've been, a lot of us have had for a long time. Yeah. So um, if we can do the right thing for everybody, well, that's our that's our objective. And that's why we did this plan. We've got it set in place. Um, I know New South Wales, I'll tell you now for a fact, earlier in the piece, there were a lot of companies and businesses getting um, fined, 5000 or whatever dollars it was, because they never had a COVID um, officer or didn't even have a COVID plan in place. So um, we made sure that whatever we do, we've got it. And if it did happen in Victoria where they got the stage, we've already had it. And it's been documented. It's been out there for, you know, 12 months by then. So it's not something that we did yesterday to cover our tracks. And you're right. Every federation and club should have a COVID officer or ambassador, as they call them, uh, to guide people along with QR codes, with uh, face masks, with social distancing and everything else, yeah? It's no use use going and having all this stuff set up and then go and walk into a federation right, where they're supposed to sign sheets, there's three names on the sheet, right, they're supposed to be wearing masks, not even wearing a mask, you know, self-distancing distancing and everything, it doesn't happen. And and then they wonder why if somebody walked past or go past and I'll get a fine, I'll shut you down. They did it in Craigieburn with Bunnings. That's, that's, probably, that's, that's, probably just, that, that's probably just bad management by, you know, people allowing people to, to not, to, to not um, go down the protocol that they're supposed to go. Um, you know, that, that, that's up to your organisation to, you know, reinforce and enforce the rules you got, that you have to abide to do the by. Right thing. Yeah, you've got people doing the right thing in your Fed, and unfortunately, you know, it's not strict enough where they're going, okay, mate, if you're not going to do what you're told, see you later. But, well, you know, that's, what that's, what they'll have to, that's what they'll have to do, unfortunately. They have to be a little that's, bit that's, tough on things like that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, our situation is that we need to be able to train our pigeons, and that's what first, we can't do at the moment. First thing, yeah, correct. That's what we need to do. So we need to concentrate on getting this happening, and um, hopefully in the next week or so we can have a little bit more of a progress report. Charlie, um, last last season you actually got a letter from a minister saying that we could toss our pigeons. Now, do you reckon you could organise anything like that? Similar again? Unfortunately, due to what happened last year with people ringing the office and um, wanting information and abusing and wanting to know exactly what was going on and telling a minister what to do, they weren't very happy. So, um, unfortunately, um, it, it's been a waiting game to find and try and get something in writing again. Now, if, if that's the case because of that's what's happened, because I can't believe it has taken so long for a response of what I got last time. So, um, as Mr. Brown said, you know, you let one person handle it, but do not interfere, do not ring up, abuse them or, because they're a politician or whatever they are. They're only human beings. 
right? And um, you need to try and even if you don't like them, you got to like them. Thank you very much, sir. You know what I mean? That's um, you got to play the get, game. Yeah, you got to play it. That's right. Now, in the event that this thing gets worse, right, because it is a virus and you don't know what's going to happen, um, in, in the event that this thing gets worse, is there any way that we could race our pigeons? Like, I was talking to Michael about this on the phone, and I said, well, if if, if, if we're going to have these lockdowns, is there a way that we can send, like, one or two people from the club to go around, people from each club to go around and pick up birds and bring them to the basketing point in an open area, Michael, we were talking about the other day. Oh, I think that would be a bit difficult too, Ivan. If you're running a race, you can't really have pigeons basketed in an open area. What if one gets out, your race is over there. And then. So there's, yeah. a lot, there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot of things like that. You're, you're going to run into other problems. Um, I think we've just got to go down the path of trying to uh, get this letter for at least being able to train our birds so that once it starts, we once uh, the lockdown lifts, we can get straight into racing. We unfortunately have to wait for that situation to to the board to try and maybe you know get that get that letter for us, or if they can, I'm not sure if they'll be able to. But um, I think that we'll have to just go down that path. But I think we also have to look at um, if we don't get that letter. Uh, the things that we possibly can do, which is loft flying our pigeons, um, like I said, keeping them as fit as we can, and then maybe modifying a few things at the start of our race season to make to maybe start a little bit sooner rather than later. And um, once we get started, hope for the best and, and see how far we can get in a race season without too many interruptions. Mm, it's quite sad that you know that we're the only place in the whole world that couldn't raise pigeons. It's it's quite funny and sad actually. All right, people, we have to break for the Southern FM Radio National News, and we'll be right back after the news to wrap up this uh, conversation and talk we're having about pigeon racing and the COVID nineteen restrictions in Melbourne, Australia. Right after the Southern FM Radio National News. Pigeon Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in, live, worldwide, via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Stop that pigeon now! Yeah! 
You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au and we're back from the Southern FM Radio National News and we're going to wrap up our conversation about pigeon racing and the uh, restrictions in Melbourne, Australia. So let's get on with the show. First of all, Gary Gillard, what, what would you like to say if, to end it? Look, I, I think, as I said before, the, you've got to crawl before you can walk. And I think if, if the board uh, or the people that have been selected um, can at least you know, make some type of uh, headway with the, uh, with the government, even if it is just to allow us to train our pigeons, um, it's a start because at the end of the day, this is COVID. We're in lockdown four now. Uh, there will, make no mistake, there will be a five and a six and a seven, and it's just the way Victoria are doing it. Um, we just have to uh, just put it up to the uh, to the government and and try and prove that we're not just a hobby, that we are a sport, and uh, and take it from there. Um, welfare of the pigeons is the uh, the most important thing at this point in time and that becomes part of the training so you know if we can even get that passed it's a start Ivan yeah that's right um Steve Brown what's your wrap-up comments yeah look I I agree with Gary um you know like we're just going into winter now and yeah we're gonna have further problems with lockdowns I can just see it happening um so yeah I think um all we can do is Tell our members that look, we, we, we've got a committee that's doing its best to at least um, uh, get some sort of permission for the flyers, and and that not to not to bombard your local member or, or as as Charlie said, um, you're getting crazy people ringing the ringing and abusing ministers. Um, that's not going to work. But yeah, we're just going to. I think every Fed's going to have to have a plan B. Yeah. I, I agree with that. We're going to have to have a plan B, and I hope every Fred does have a plan B. Um, John Judd, from the VPO's point of view, what would you like to say to finish up? Oh, I, just, I just think uh, for us, it's just wait and see, and hopefully everything goes all right, and let the governing body of the all the organisations do their job, and and just you know, don't pressurise anybody, and and. See how we go. We hopefully know we'll be up and running in two weeks, and we just advise all our flies to keep their birds going and get ready to uh, start racing whenever we can, sort of thing, you know, and push forward and see how we go. So hopefully everything turns out right, and cases don't get too high in the next couple of days. And I say we know by the weekend how which way we're tracking anyway. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, okay. And Michael Portelli, um, closing comments from you. What would you um, like? To- yeah, look, I agree with everyone. We've had uh, good things to say tonight. Um, I just think we try our best to keep our pigeons flying around the loft as well as they can, keep them as healthy as they can, and hopefully uh, if we get an opening, we can get started pretty quickly and uh, get back into it. Yeah, I, I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Uh, Ivan, just, Ivan, just before you go, um, just one other thing is and um, a bit of anxiety for a lot of the lonely old members in the federations right through Melbourne. Yeah, and you're right. If, if, you've, if, you've got a, if you've got a mate in your club that you think would be a bit down and out because he doesn't know what's going to happen, 
it doesn't it doesn't go astray to just get on the phone and and a couple of times a week and just talk pigeons. Mm. That, that's a that's really good advice, Charlie Gritch. You you had that featured in your video, mental mental problems from uh, you know that this is also gives pigeon fanciers a, a bit of a mental problem. Well, um, that that's that's the reason why it's on there too. There's only like three main um, things that we said on there, and that was the, one of the main ones. So um, again, that's why we need to get out there to show everybody that. Don't forget, our guys here on the radio tonight. Well, today, they look how many old guys there are around. There's heaps of them, um, and um, we need these guys, and they need us, and they mm. also need to have a video mm. to show people that they need to train their pigeons. Mm. So, by not showing it, you, you, you're cutting these poor old people out. Because mm. um, you know, if you work, it's fine. But when you don't work and you're sitting at home, and it's, it's very hard. Yeah, it so, is. Uh, that's that's another reason. Try and get it out. Get everybody to try and get to see what what you know. Because um, we yeah we are we are getting there. We are getting pretty old, so we need to. We're all going stupid. Now, Charlie, um, what I want to say to finish off is that um, I would like to invite this new Victorian pigeon board on the radio to let let the people or pigeon fanciers know what's going on because everybody's now sitting in the dark and really don't know what's going on and it would be good if they just come on and just told us what what they're up to, what they're doing and uh, inform everybody. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not? I mean, um, it's no use you know, going behind a door or finding out or he said, she said, whatever. That's what we're here for. You get out there, let everybody know what's going on. If he's doing something, I mean, um, that was said tonight, what's been happening, so if it can't come out of the chairman's mouth, well, um, you know, we want to, there's probably a bit more things that, need, that are getting done, so um, it's great. Yeah, the more that we know, um, mm. better for the sport. Mm. All right. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, guys. <coughs> Thanks, gents. That was representation from all the federations in Melbourne. Uh, and, yeah, Melbourne is the only place in the world. Listen to this, Pigeon Fanchies, who are listening to us in England and and everywhere else they're listening to us from. We were the only place in the world where we couldn't race our pigeons, and it's quite sad, and we don't want that to happen again this year. Anyway, we're going to break for a song right now, and we're going to uh, listen to a great song from that CD that I was playing last week from Croatia. Croatia, a country of origin, Croatia it's called, and it's got country and western music, and here's a band from Croatia called The Kulash, The Kulash, and they're singing a song called Donkey with the soul of a man. Let's listen to the cool ash here on Pigeon Radio Australia. We'll be back after this break. Yeah. 
my friend like I never had again I'll take that picture and I'd put it on a wall Metal donkey or a man after all Now I see and now I understand That his donkey was a better than a man He was listening to me with those long gray years Now I realize why grandma cried Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor, your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. 
Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The applied nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. What is palliative care? It helped mum feel well enough to say her goodbyes. Before going on that trip she'd always dreamed of. It gave us time to make plans. I still do. And some new memories. I now declare you married. Again. It gave me the chance to do more of the things I enjoy the most with my best friend. Palliative care. It's more than you think. Visit morethanyouthink.org.au or talk to your healthcare professional. Good people, are you feeling heavy? Well, your body might be storing too much iron, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Hemochromatosis. Tricky to say, easy to test, simple to treat, and tragic to ignore. Hemochromatosis. Talk to your doctor, baby. Hemochromatosis. Brought to you by Hemochromatosis Australia. Ha! You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! You're tuned to Pigeon Radio Australia, here from our studios in Melbourne, Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And at our station, 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, the website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And we've got to introduce this lovely lady from the United Kingdom. Oh, come and fly with me. Introducing Pigeon Radio Australia's UK correspondent from the Dream Team Lofts in Great Britain, Naomi Pierce. Uh, hello, Naomi. How are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio. I'm all right. How are you, Ivan? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, just upset that we can't race our pigeons now. A question I want to ask you, what's what's the situation in the UK at the moment? You've still got restrictions over there, and what happens when you have restrictions? Can you race your pigeons? What what happened there? Well, we are, we are still currently racing our pigeons. There's no restrictions on us racing our pigeons at the moment. 
Um, apart from obviously when we go to obviously basket our pigeons up that we do have to wear masks. Um, so other than that, we don't actually have any restrictions on uh, racing at the moment. Um, and we were able to race our pigeons all last year, um, even through all the lockdowns and everything like that, as long as, again, we stuck to the two-metre rule and kept masks on. So they, and what about training? Were you allowed to train your birds? Uh, we can, we were able to, able to train still. Um, it was just obviously a case of, in case the pigeon was getting lost and, and being picked up by another fancier or picked up by, um, obviously, just a member of the public, uh, it was all that, that was the risk that you took sort of thing, but there was no restrictions on, on us actually being able to race or train. Oh, yeah, well, see, there you go. And that, that's, yeah, that's in the United Kingdom. And I think most of the countries in Europe were the same, weren't they? Yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of the issues that we've had this year with regards to racing has actually been down to the avian flu. Um, that's been our biggest issue on trying to get things sorted and getting racing off the ground. Nothing to do with COVID at all. Mm. Yeah, you've got more problems with Brexit than you have with COVID. Oh, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of problems. Uh, across the board, we have everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, listen, talking about problems, you, you had a... Well, I don't like to say this, but you had you put up on the on the internet that you had a bad race. Yeah, yeah. We um we didn't get very we, we didn't get very many returns on the day with the pigeons. We didn't, we didn't all come back on the day. Um, in general, in regard to where we got placed and things within the club and everything, we were we were right at the bottom. But it was a uh, it was it was down to the fact that we hadn't trained that week before sending them or anything. Um, yeah, we have kind of been a bit lax with it that week, so. It was, it was they were our fault, you know. You only get into them what you you only get out of them what you put into them. Mm. Now I'm going to hand you over to I'm going to say this CG CG. You got any questions, mate? Yes. First question <laughs> is this is NP. How are you? I'm all right, CG. How are you? Oh, oh, you make me feel good now. I feel better already. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it's that long vibe that you've got. All the way from there to here. See, I'm, I'm not walking, but anyway, I'm about a, bit, a little bit better. Yeah. So, uh, so I was just going to show you that um, because you were pretty slack, that you um, didn't do any good. No. But, but that's what I mean, if you don't, if you don't try with them, if you don't train them and don't put the work in with them, you're not going to get the results out of them. But that's not what you, you know. Wanted. And we, we didn't train and we didn't put the work in, so we didn't get the results. But why? Was it just because you just decided that you wanted to give them a week off or something or Yeah, we just we just kinda of gave just kind of gave a bit more of a relaxed week. Um, okay. just to we didn't want to, didn't want to push the thing too much. Okay, so you nearly know what happens. <laughs> yeah. And then this week, um, obviously we have trained them and, and everything like that and we got uh, first club first, second, fourth and fifth club actually. Oh, well, you get now. What about the birds that um, get lost? Did you, they come home okay the following day? Yes, we got. We've, we've had hundred percent return. There's only one cock bird missing from this week's race. Oh, well, that worked out pretty good. But there's still time for him to come back yet, so we'll see. Oh, excellent. Now, what else is happening? What's, what else have you changed this week? Anything um, that you thought you'd do a little bit extra to see if you get that extra bit? Well, obviously you've changed it around pretty pretty big. Well, yeah. Like I said, it's down to the fact that we trained. We've gone back to the feeding system that we were using previously, whereas obviously, again, the other week we were being a bit relaxed with it. We didn't quite keep up with the system that we was using. So, yeah, we, we've just got back into his routine and, and got back on things so that we, yeah, and obviously the results have shown it this week. Do you, do you ever get to change your routine when it comes to um, blocking your pigeon? 
Or, or, or nobody catches the cock by you? Oh, cockbirds aren't mine. Cockbirds are my husband. As in cock? Henbirds are mine. No, as in clock. Oh, clocking them in. I, I don't clock them in. I, I, I carry the clock around. I press the plunger, but he takes the rings off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You've never changed I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the camera. I'm too busy filming. <laughs> oh, you got something taped to your head yet or something? A, a, carry, a case? No, I'm, I'm carrying. The, I'm carrying the camera. I'm, so, I'm too busy filming. He has to ca- catch the pigeon and uh, clock it in. Well, here's a little project. It's the only way I can get him on the video. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got a little project. You've got to make yourself a little beanie or a hat that you can slide the phone in. Everywhere your head looks, the phone looks at the same place. <laughs> How's that one? You have to worry about holding with your hands. Yeah, it's all right. It- but if I, if I had to stop my head, then I'd have to do the clock it in, and then I'd never get him on the video. Uh, yeah, well, that looks like it's not going to uh, change, then. Uh, you too. You're very funny. Um, now, Naomi, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, um, I was talking with you, and um, I think you're going to try and attempt to get um, that guy from the Staff Van Reek place in, in the UK. I, I've been trying to get in touch with uh, Lee Fribbins, who obviously he wrote, he wrote the the books on uh, widowhood and, and young birth systems and things. And I've also been in touch with Mark Corbell to try to get him on. Um, but obviously, they're busy people, so I haven't yet heard anything back from them. All right. Well, we'll be... Uh, so, uh, uh, we'll do my best. We'll be eagerly awaiting... Yeah, that, that we get these people on. That would be great, uh, Naomi. Thanks very much for that. And have you got anything else to tell us? Uh, I've taken over as club secretary. Oh, congratulations. That's a big job, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a bit of a complicated start because um, the secretary that used to do it, uh, she's actually gone back to live in America. Um, so, and the system that we were using to do the race results was all on her computer. So we didn't have that. So I had no software or anything to do the actual race results on. So I had to chase down somebody who could give me the software so I could actually sort out the, the results. So it's been a mm. so yeah. it's been a hectic. Hectic, like a couple of weeks. Yeah, getting started. Mm. Darling, um, thanks for very much for being on the, on the program, and uh, we'll catch up with you again. No problem. Always welcome. All right, thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks. Thank you very much. See you later. See you later. And uh, Naomi Pierce from the United Kingdom, our UK correspondent. Here's a song from Alan Jackson, and it's called "Things That Matter." Alan Jackson and Pigeon Radio Australia. on her skates sits down on the porch and waits and hopes her daddy won't be long one more call one more meeting afternoon turns into evening still he ain't made it home things that matter Another place someone slams a door Says I don't love you anymore Looks like another sleepless night Tossing, turning on the couch He wonders if they'll work it out It's all about being happy being right the things that matter 
子的哦。Pigeon requirements? Head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages, and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed, and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals, and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown, or phone nine four six four two four three nine. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. 
Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Hey, this is Ernie Dingo for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Now, unless you're a rocket scientist, how do you really know whether you're over the limit? So try this, either drink or drive. Don't be a mug and mess around trying to do both. And if you do plan to have a few, arrange a ride with a designated driver who won't drink. The life you save might be your own. Modern Australian Perspectives on Equality, Diversity. My name's Lisa Renee, Diversity Council Australia, and people don't really understand what inclusion actually is. It's something that we have to learn. Mental health. Living sustainably today is a survival thing. These are some of our conversations, breaking barriers, and the best Australian music on Southern FM 88.3 and online. Breaking Barriers, 2 to 4, Saturdays. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside in Melbourne. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. And our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And don't forget to join our groups. Over 22,000 members in a group, worldwide group, the Racing Pigeon. Go and join it. Over 22,000 members there. And in the Racing Pigeon Australia, Pigeon Radio Australia group, we have over 8,000 members. So go and have a look at those groups on Facebook. And we got to introduce the other half of our bananas. Cha-la-la-la. 
much and so do many more. Over hill and highway, the banana buggies go. And it's hello to Mr. B1, our other banana, Mr. Tony McPherson. How are you, Tony? Uh, g'day, uh, g'day, Ivan. G'day to uh, B2, and uh, hello to uh, our, our good mate up in uh, up in Wallen, um, Charlie, uh, the Pink Panther. Um, yes, it's been a uh, interesting sort of um, a few days uh, that, we, that we've gone through. But um, anyway, tonight um, um, I've got the pleasure to introduce a, um, a fancy from the VHA, uh, Bob Stuckel. Um, welcome welcome to uh, Southern FM Pigeon Radio, Bob. Um, I just want to ask you a few questions uh, in um, where you, uh, how you started uh, racing pigeons over here, buddy. Yeah, well, first of all, good evening to everybody and to our listeners. Uh, yeah, I uh, I came over here in uh, 1983 to uh, to do business and uh, ended up staying here <laughs> and retiring. And uh, after retiring, I thought, what the hell am I going to do? And uh, years ago, my grandfather, my dad, my uncles, everybody had pigeons uh, back in the States in Chicago, and uh, I thought, uh, eh, maybe I'll give that a try, and just happened to uh, actually find a pigeon in my backyard one day, it was a Birmingham roller, <laughs> and uh, to make a long story short, I got on to John Van Beers, and he built me a loft, and uh, one thing led to another, and I thought I'd have Birmingham rollers, because it wouldn't take much up my time. I was golfing three days a week and uh, belonged to three clubs and uh, thought uh, that's a good way of Birmingham rowers. I don't have to train them. I don't have to do anything. So, uh, But John gave me, a, I don't know, six or eight racers, and that all of a sudden became my hobby. And uh, I joined the Moravin Club, ended up... Uh, being president of the Moravian Club, and then we combined with the Malvern Club because our numbers went down, unfortunately, yeah. yes. as, as they're doing everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and we had about 22 members in there at that time, and, uh, and Joe Phillips was the president, and he decided that uh, uh, he, he didn't want it anymore, so I became president of that club, which I still am today. And and also the uh, the vice president for the VHA, so uh, that's that that's basically how it, how it all started, and that's where I'm at today. I yeah. I don't have a big loft because of where I live in the Bayside area. They're uh, pretty stringent on, uh, <laughs> on pigeons, and uh, it took me nine months to get a permit. But uh, so I have a small loft. Uh, two meters by five meters, and I was limited on the number of birds I could have in there with breeders and everything. So I couldn't fly very many birds, and along the way, maybe five, six years ago, uh, Andrew Spoliopoulos uh, offered to take my breeders uh, when I quit breeding and keep them while I raced. So that gave me the entire lot for racing. So... Uh, you know, I thank Andrew <laughs> immensely for that. 
And uh, he's been doing that every year, like I say, for the last four or five years. Um, so uh, I I fight a natural system because I just don't have the room to s- separate the hens and the cocks. Uh, and in the States, we, we all flew Whittlehead, which not many people do here. At least they don't say they do. So, uh, but I prefer flying Whittlehead if I could. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, <laughs> You're doing pretty well, Paul. You're going along pretty well there, buddy. Yeah, that, 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 that's about where I'm at today. Uh, yeah. Yes, I understand that um, um, uh, you had a, a car accident not so long ago, which has sort of um, created a few problems for you and uh, restricted you a little bit. Well, it wasn't, um, actually, it wasn't actually a car accident. Yeah, well, you had, had an accident, yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I was actually helping someone up some stairs and fell backwards Yeah, and uh, broke two ribs. Yes, that doesn't help, does it? And... Uh, and uh, you know, you talk about uh, the good people that are in in the in the uh, sport. I can tell you there are quite a few because two gentlemen, uh, Frank Verco, yes, and Russell Campbell, yes, neither both, both. both for four weeks came to my loft every day to clean it and feed my birds. Yeah, they're two gentlemen, aren't they? I know Russell from the Moravan days. Yep. Yep. And that was an hour drive for them each way. So yes. They were spending three hours of their day mm. taking care of my birds for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's incredible. That's a yes, and that's what came, you know camaraderie is built around the pigeon sport, and it's great that you've had uh, people like that. Actually, you know, we were we were talking. I'm listening to the radio there tonight about uh, people being in lockdown, especially the older fanciers and things like that, uh, for members to um, keep in contact with them and you know have a have a bit of a, a conversation with them, and so so that uh, you know they, they don't feel left out and don't feel left alone. And uh, obviously uh, you've got good good uh, buddies there that have helped you out, and that's, uh, that's uh, excellent, and that's what we need to see more of, actually. But um, now, Bob, you're down the Bayside. Now, I, Ivan, both Ivan and I used to race down in the Bayside. I was the secretary of the Southern Cross Edithale Pigeon Club. Okay. For many years, and um, and uh, during that in those period, uh, we had uh, Brighton. In actual fact, we had Southern Cross. Uh, we, we had another sort of Southern Cross that was called, which was in St Kilda, um, and we had uh, Brighton, Moorabbin, Southern Cross, Edithal, Seafood, um, and there was probably in its heyday. Um, Probably over a hundred flyers down that side, down the southwest side. Now I would say that there is you, and you, and you, and maybe at times John Capel, but but basically you. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we had there was another guy that, in fact, he was in the Brighton Club. Yeah, that was Klaus Castle. Yeah, Klaus. Yes, yes, and uh, he still. He's still a member of the uh, of the uh, 
Malvern Club now. He's a non-flying member. He still has pigeons, though. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, that's good. That's yeah, good that he's kept his birds. Yeah, no, no. And I, uh, I vaccinate his birds for him and all that stuff because he's not capable, you know, yeah. handling yeah. all that stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, he's he's still around too. So yeah, but there's there's virtually nobody down at this end. Uh, no, it's uh, it's um, it's sort of a. Uh, you're on a desert island uh, down down there, that's for sure. You know, uh, um, if you get the right winds, uh, you've definitely uh, got the right bird. Uh, if, you can, if, if you get the right winds, you, you'll be right in amongst it, but very difficult uh, <laughs> being down there on your own, that's for certain. But um, just digressing from there, Bob, now you're also involved in the, um, the organisation of the uh, VHA $100,000 race. Um, it's, it's not the one hundred thousand. It's called the VHA one ten. Yes. Okay. And, yep. And, yep. Uh, and uh, what it is is uh, this year's race. Uh, we had to cancel last year's race. We yes. We waited, we waited until about August to, to cancel it. Yes. <clears throat> but uh, this year's race is the thirteenth of October, which is a Wednesday. Yes. And it's from Mount Hope. Uh, 350 miles, obviously. Yep. And uh, our prize money, our expected prize money is 55,000 first place, 25,000 second place, 15,000 third place, and we're paying 20 positions. Yes, that sounds uh, that sounds uh, very uh, inviting. That's for sure. Now, um, what was the? Uh, uh, um, now, I've been. You, you sent me the. Uh, um, the program and, and uh, how it was set up. Um, there were ring sales. If I'm, if am I writing? There was ring sales. There was going to be some sales. We're talking about for next year or whatever. And also nominations. Is that am I yeah. writing saying that? This the race. The race that we have is a little different than the races. Most ring sale races where you buy rings. And uh, you hope the best that you have the ring or that pigeon with that ring on it come race day. Yeah. Our our position is that we sell positions. Yeah. Okay. It's a hundred dollars a position, and you can buy as many as you want, and you don't nominate your bird until basketing night. So if you buy ten positions, <clears throat> excuse me, you buy ten positions. Uh, on basketing night, you go into your loft, you pick out your 10 best birds that you think are the ones that, that uh, will win for you that day. And uh, and those are the birds you put in. So it yeah. gives you great flexibility in picking out the birds. And we this year, we the, re, the reason we picked October 13th was that it's the weekend after the National 10-Birder. Yes, yes. It means that most of your birds probably have flown to 300 or maybe to 350 or maybe even to 350. Yeah. And, uh, and you can send those birds should be in pretty good condition. And that's why we, we nominated it to be that day after the 10 bird because you might have a few extra birds that you didn't send to the 10 bird race also. Yep. But, but the key is that you've got to You've got to nominate your positions or pick by your positions by September 17th, midnight September 17th. 
and we do that, and it's about four weeks before the race then, is that it doesn't try and give people advantages waiting to the last minute to uh, uh, to look at wind conditions and, you know, God knows what else. And uh, so we cut off uh, buying positions on the 17th of September. And we did the same thing two years ago when uh, Al Vela uh, won uh, won the, our first inaugural race, and he won fifty five thousand for first place. In fact, he won three positions that day. So, it's not a bad effort, is it? No, it's not. He walked away with uh, I don't know around seventy grand. So uh, <laughs> yes, I know uh, I know Elf very well. Both Elf and Mark, uh, they'd be uh, yeah, definitely very happy with that. That's for sure. That'd put a, a, a big smile on Elf's face. That's for sure. There's no doubt about that. And, um, you know, uh, what are we looking at this year, uh, Bob? We're, uh, with the nominations, you're talking about nominations. Yes. So how do you generate the prize money in that regards? The, the prize money is, is from the positions that we sell, and it's $100 a position. Yes. Uh, so uh, last, uh, last year we had enough to, uh, to pay out the prizes that I mentioned. Yes, and, uh, and in addition, what we did is we ran what you referred to before, Tony, was the squeaker sale. Yes, we ran two squeaker sales uh, that was supposed to be in the uh, in the in the uh, twenty twenty race, which obviously was canceled. Yes, so those. And that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That that yes. the, the the squeakers that were bought on those sales, and there were. There were uh, 138 of them are are eligible to be raced in this year's race, and the entry is free. Okay. Yes. So because they already paid for the uh, for the squeaker sale uh, for the squeaker itself, and then that prize money is split fifty fifty between the the flyer and the breeder. Yes. Yes. I'm with so, you there. So uh, you know, people got to remember that those. Birds like I bought six of them. I have five left. I lost one, so I'll have five that I can put in. But many people bought many more because obviously we, we sold it. I mean, there were 138 in two sales. Yeah. This year, yeah. this year for the 2022 race. I mean, for next year rather. Yes. Uh, we're projecting we're going to have three squeaker sales. Yes. One on the 5th of December, one on the 9th of January, one on the 6th of February in 2022. Uh, the, the reason for that is the early one on 5th of December is that a lot of the interstate flyers want to put birds in and they quit breeding early, earlier than us. Well, they certainly do up in Queensland and, and, um, and Sydney. <laughs> yeah. They'd be just about breeding now and finishing, yeah, especially in Queensland. Yes. So, so, so that that gives them an opportunity to put birds in. And uh, so we're going to have, we're gonna have in, the, in the upcoming 22 race, we're going to yeah. have three squeaker sales. But this, this one here, uh, we decided not to have any this year because we had them to carry over from the previous year. Yep, 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 I'm, I'm with you. So that, sounds, so that money that we get from the squeaker sales plus the the uh, the position nominations, nominations 
are the are the uh, I don't like the word you use nominations. <laughs> yeah. You don't you aren't nominating until basketing night. So it's yeah. the positions that you get yeah. uh, make up the prize money. Yep. Yep. So uh, yes, it's uh, it, it, it looks as though um, it's uh, it will be another big race. For uh, pigeon fanciers out there to uh, be in, especially and your interstate fanciers, and I dare say that would be a fifty-fifty too. With um, if they got people to race their birds for them um, and send them down and work out with the uh, whoever's going to race them for them, would be uh, I dare say be a fifty-fifty anyway. Um, well, yeah, they could they could do it work it out between themselves. That's right, and they, yeah, and, and and people have done that. I mean. I know Wettering had some birds for people that were interstate. Uh, Spilly had birds from interstate, and, and a number of other people did too. So yeah. that, that's another great way to put, put your birds in. And then whatever you work out with that person yes. uh, is, is, you know, is between you two. Yes, yes, yes. A, a private arrangement, they would call it, Bob. A uh, private yeah. arrangement. Uh, <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> just, with a gun. Ca- <laughs> just in case. But, uh, yeah, look, um, now, Charlie, have you got anything to ask, uh, Bob? No, I'm pretty much um, been listening. And, um, Bob, pleased to meet you. Okay, nice meeting you, Charlie. And, um, no, that's that's great about the, um, the race and everything. So, um We'll um, no doubt have that uh, published on the radio the next couple of weeks ago. Keep, keep everybody informed. Yes. So, um, the, the, the thing I'd like to mention is that uh, I've got an article going into the Pigeon uh, Journal this coming month. So the uh, the uh, uh, June issue will have the article in there. Plus, it'll have the uh, the advertisement for the race. Yeah, and <clears throat> all the information is on the VHA website anyway. The yep. entry, the entry form, the terms and conditions, you know, all that good stuff is on the VHA website. So you can go to their website and download it. The, the key thing this year also is that we're allowing people to make payment uh, other than just uh, electronic fund transferring. You can do it with check or cash because a lot of people I found because I'm the one that collects the money, is that uh, wanted to pay with check and cash, and we didn't have that capability the first time around. So it was one of the things we learned that we wanted to expand that and, and give people other opportunities uh, to pay the money. Yes, it's a, uh, it's a changing world this, uh, these days, so Bob. We're, we're becoming more um, electronic and things like that. Um, cash and checks are, uh, are like uh, boot laces. Um, they're it, disappearing it, quickly. You know? it, um, it is, but I can tell you there were a number of people that had a hell of a time trying to do electronic fund transfer. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. You're right. You're dead right there. But, you know, the best way to do it, Bob, you ask your, your grandchildren. They'll do it for you, no problem. I, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Um, yeah. That was great for coming on. Um, uh, yeah, Tony? 
Yes, now, now Bob, I'd just like to thank you uh, very much for, for coming on board and uh, you're more than welcome to come on at any at any time to keep us up to date and uh, we wish you well and uh, happy happy racing for the VHA and all the fancies in the VHA. Okay, thanks well, very much and thank you for inviting me. Not, not a problem, mate, not a problem. Okay. We've come to the end of the program, so it's time to say goodbye. So it's goodbye to Charlie Gretsch. Goodbye, mate. Goodbye. And goodbye to Mr. Tony Barber, B2. Goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, B1. Goodbye, Charlie. And goodbye to everybody around the world. Yes. And goodbye to Mr. B1, Tony McPherson. Uh, goodbye, Ivan. Goodbye, uh, Tony, B2. And. Uh, um, happy sleeping, Big uh, Panther. Um, I hope, I hope everything is good, mate. Uh, and uh, everyone just stay safe. Stay well, stay safe. Mm. All right, and I hope we can get to, to at least toss our pigeons, uh, Charlie. I hope that comes along. Yes, well, next week we shall have an update. All right, we'll have an update next week. Good on you, mate. All right, well, it's cheerio from me, and we'll catch you next week, same time, same station, here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, for Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon.